This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those cameras up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Racing. Are you kidding me? It is that time. Aaron Evernam and Steve Post, Wing Nation. Aaron, it is time to talk sprint it car is. racing. I mean, that whatever month and a half we don't seems like a really long time. I mean, it's just like we're, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> ready to go. I mean, I got some racing in this of past weekend, too. Already. I mean, you want to talk in. about ready to go. <laughs> I mean, I went to Screvin, and I ate, and I saw races, and I ate, and I saw races. Yeah. And, I, and then when we got done, we ate again. And I was just going to ask about that. I mean, I want to hear about the racing, but the food, those posts that you Unreal. put out. The guy that runs that racetrack, Red. I don't know anything about him. Well, I do know a couple <laughs> things about him. He's a good cook. He's a good cook. <laughs> he loves to cook. And it's like, I think the guy should be in the restaurant business with the side of a racetrack instead of a racetrack with a concession stand. But I'm glad. No, it was great. It really was. Uh, it was great catching up with everybody. Yeah. And that's what this time of year is. It's like catching up with everybody, sitting down with you across the table here, just kind of, man, thank God sprint car racing is back. Seriously. And I, I, feel like I didn't get to one sprint car race last year. I, you it's and I were talking about that. It's just, I mean, and I hadn't been, I went to Pennsylvania Speed Week and I went to some local stuff. But, like, I haven't seen the World of Outlaws since Volusia last Ugh. year. I mean, I did see him at Lakeside one night. But, oh, you know, I mean, yeah, but, yeah. I, but little, little, yeah. you know. But I it's saw a lot like, of flow and dirt vision and Yeah, you know, we're lucky with that. Yeah. I mean, my God, we're overflown with that. Yeah. Holy mackerel. I mean, you can't, you, can't, you can't turn on flow racing without a sprint car going by, um, <laughs> which is great. And dirt vision, they've added tracks. I yeah, mean, a it's lot of tracks. Like, oh, my God, it's going to be, uh, it's crazy. But, but it's really good. But, yeah. Um, really great to be at the racetrack. Um, really great to catch up with people. Um, the sprint car world, we talk about wing nation and it's, and it's a nation. It should be winged community, winged family, winged all of these things. And, um, when you get these early races, early season races, it's like a reunion. 
It is, and everyone's not super stressed. It's a new year. Yeah, it's, yeah. They got a clean slate. Everyone's yeah, everyone's going to win every race. Yeah. Everyone's going to win the Nationals. <laughs> everyone's going to win both Kings yes. Royals. Everyone's going to win. I mean, everyone's going to um, – guys are going to sweep Pennsylvania Speed Week. You know, I mean, yeah, everyone's good. They're not good. worn out. You're not – They're not worn out. You know. They haven't had their teeth kicked in yet. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. And then they fire – then they put heat in the motors, and it all goes down yeah, the tube, so. <laughs> <laughs> It is great. This is – if you have just stumbled in – well, you don't just stumble into podcast. Maybe you do on MRN, okay? But you don't just stumble into podcast. Wing Nation, talking sprint car racing, and that's what we're going to do. We have got uh, the king of down under this year, Brock Zierfoss. Yeah. How about that? That was impressive. Yes, and um, Aaron Reitzel uh, going to join us. Uh, both those guys part of the rookie class yeah. for the World of Outlaws. Big too. class this yes, year. Yes, absolutely. So uh, that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to chalk with you today. And, uh, again, we're so glad that you joined us. Uh, let's take a look at our Hepner Racing Products Hot Topics, HRP Racing Hot Topics, okay? One of the things in chatting with everybody at Screven. Uh, when you start to put it all together, uh, Aaron, all of a sudden you realize that there's a lot of good happening mm-hmm. across the board in sprint car racing. Yeah. Okay. World of Outlaws, 16 full-time teams. When was the last time there was 16? I, I really believe I'm glad they have 16. Yeah. And I'm glad they have the depth that they have. I worry when we get to this that it's just a few too many. Not a few too many to travel up and down the road. Here's the problem. Local racers... When the World of Outlaws yeah. come to your town, I like I love twelve World of Outlaw guys because your field is fifty fifty or maybe fourteen World of Outlaw yeah. guys. Um, the problem is now for the local racer, um, you're like there's only going to be eight spots in theory. In now theory. there's there's World of Outlaw guys that fail to qualify. Yeah. I get that, but, but I I I kind of like it. I, I mean I'm I, fine I'm fine with it. But there, when, there yeah. used to be some tracks you'd go to where well, you only had twelve, you could almost barely fill the field with yeah. locals. I mean it only happens on occasion, but I yeah. like I like the depth. Yep, yeah, I do too. I mean I'm I'm all right with it. I think my I think my uh, my sweet spot is about fourteen. Yeah, but uh, more power to them. Yeah, and when you look at it, okay, you got Brad Sweet, Logan Short, Donnie Schott, Sheldon Hodenshield, uh, Carson Macedo, David Gravel. Uh, Jacob Allen, Craig Kinzer, Jason Sides, Wayne Johnson, Mason Daniel, and Bill Rose. Okay, four Kevin Gobrick rookies: Parker Price Miller, James McFadden, who's going to join the tour in a few weeks. We have Casey on our Sage Fruit Show this weekend, and he kind of breaks that down a little bit. Um, Aaron Reitzel and Brock Zierfoss. That is a spectacular rookie yes, class. It is. Okay, so when you look at sprint car racing as a whole, World of Outlaws are stout. Yep. I mean, they are really stout. Okay, we mentioned Aaron Reitzel is going to run World of Outlaw Rookie of the Year. Aaron's a three-time champ of the All-Stars. Well, that takes him out of the mix there. So you have Corey Lyson, Zeb Wise, Skylar G, Greg Wilson, Justin Pack, guys coming back. But listen to this new for the All-Stars. Mm. Tyler Courtney, Brent Marks, Bill Baylog, Lucas Wolf, Kyle Reinhardt, Ian Madsen. I mean, and then others. I mean, I'm just, yeah. I'm just skimming the surface. And, and I'm going to, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't going to put, I wasn't even going to put Reinhardt's name in there, except for the last 10 laps of Screven, yeah. where, uh, where old A.A. Ron had, had another caution, and he'd have been running for yeah, second. Absolutely. I mean, Reinhardt was Donnie's shots like in the middle groove. It's like, son, <laughs> you know, I mean, just, 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 just easing it in in the middle, right off from the right yeah. rear of the guy, and then through the middle of the corner, driving around him and coming off the corner and being yeah, caught. Yeah, a little Lance Deweese. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Reinhardt was that. That was that's Lance Donnie shots in the middle there, and so Reinhardt, and 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 we'll talk about him as the season unfolds. I know we'll talk about him because he's going to be winning races. Um, okay, so we mentioned Bill Baylog, 
with yeah. the All-Stars. Okay? So let's go up to Steve Sinclair's area. The IRA bumper-to-bumper sprints. Bill Baylog is a 10-time champion. Well, the Scotty Neitzel, Jake Blackhurst, uh, Russell Borland, Jeremy Schultz, Sean Rahal, that group of guys, they're all like, <laughs> Finally, finally. That nightmare from the North Pole is gone. And then what they've done up there, okay, and two of our partners got together with them because um, Wisconsin has this spectacular MSA 360 series. Yes. I mean, there's, there's 40 sprint cars up there running 360s. So Steve Sinclair has gotten with Sage Fruit and HRP and put together a really good rookie plan, and all of a sudden, some of these 360 yeah. guys are like, hey, maybe we need to go 410 racing. Maybe we need to go 410 racing. The the Sage Fruit HRP Top Apple Rookie of the Year. Program. I like that. The yeah. Top Apple. Okay, so we look at that. Okay. Lucas Oil ASCS National Tour. I chatted with Sam Hayfordeep Jr. You know Sam. I'm going to try to go 410 racing, likely default back to 360s. <laughs> If he defaults back to 360s this year, he's going to have to spend a lot of money because he sold it all. Mm, that'll get you to do it full time. Yes. Okay, so Sam, and Sam's going to be fun. Man, Sam was fast. Yeah, he Screvin was. Both nights. Sam's going to be a handful this year in some of these 410 races. But you look at the three, the ASCS National Tour. Sam uh, has won the last five championships. Yeah. Okay, so out with Sam. So Crockett, Scott Boguski, Blake Hahn, Jordan Mallett, Matt Covington, these guys are like, ha, ha, ha. Man, we're all fired up, and then who knows how many of these regional racers come in and run. Yeah. So you've got that doing. They're celebrating the 30th anniversary. Okay, so there's your touring side of it. Central Pennsylvania. Why don't we just throw Kerry Madsen and Tim Schaefer in the middle of Central Pennsylvania? I like it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, Schaefer in the uh, in the Hefner car and Kerry in the Barshinger car. Yeah. Okay, well, let's go out west. California. Just the Knoxville champions Mix going to California. Austin McCarl's going out there to run with Tommy Tarleton. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we are in for the, the, the whole thing with this uh, hot topic is growing stronger. And everything and, seems to be growing stronger. And you're going to have a lot of new champions because yeah. the past champions are gone. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just, to me, it's like, my God, good Lord. Um, I can't wait. We just need this, you know, I mean, we've got the All-Stars are already racing, yeah. World of Outlaws. And a couple of weeks, ASCS gets going. Man, I just can't wait to see how this unfolds and where everyone situates in. Yeah. You know, w- with the world of outlaws, let's go back to that, okay? You got Brad, Logan, Donnie, Sheldon, David Gravel, Carson Macedo, okay? They're probably the six top guys. Yeah. Okay? Where does Aaron fit in? And where does Jacob Allen fit in? Because Jacob Allen's not going to sit there seventh. Yeah. He's not that that cat's going to win a bunch of races. And Reitzel's, yeah. yeah. And Reitzel's going to fit in there too. So how does this all shake out? You know, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm so I'm so geeked up about it. It's going to be so cool. It really, truly is. And there you have it. Our HRP after racing products hot topics. I was in the pits. I'm telling you, Aaron. I was in the pits at Screvin. And HRP stuff is everywhere down there. Oh yeah. And and we talk about, and we'll talk throughout the year about the mules, okay? But their shop and trailer accessories, okay? They know sprint car racing. Therefore, they know what's best for your team. No other accessory can match quality performance and design. And top trailer manufacturers use HRP accessories to outfit their stock and custom-built trailers. And they're always adding, like, new cordless drill charging stations, sleek and design. They hold two cordless drills, impacts or flashlights, and the battery chargers. It keeps clutter from their workbench. The roster includes something for every racer, team, trailer, and shop. 
So don't settle for anything less than Sprint Car Racing's number one accessories manufacturer. Learn more at www.hrpracing.com. Just like racing components, Aggressive Hydraulics purpose builds hydraulic cylinders to perform for customer-specific applications. They design and manufacture mobile-style, single-stage cylinders, as well as multi-stage telescopic cylinders. It's a no-one-size-fits-all approach with Aggressive Hydraulics. Hydraulic solutions for virtually every industry that uses hydraulic cylinders. They proudly design and manufacture all cylinders in the United States. Check out the video of their story at AggressiveHydraulics.com. Circle B Diecast is the new diecast outlet from Plan B Sales. What started as a Lionel and Chase Authentics apparel distributor has grown into the largest distributor of diecast and now includes Auto World, Greenlight Collectibles, Brand Art, Sam Bass Artwork, and University of Racing Lines. They have a huge inventory. The folks at Circle B Diecast love racing, and they support drivers like Kyle Larson, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Christopher Bell, and many others with sponsorships and partnerships. On orders of $20 or more, use promo code MRN for free shipping. You can check them out at www.circlebdiecast.com. So I mentioned the Circle food. B Diecast is That's the correct. new. Okay, I mentioned all the food down there. Yeah. Okay, so we were in the chow line waiting for it to all unhappen. And uh, up on his four wheeler came our first guest. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Roxier Foss, Ty, and the whole gang. And so let's let's go to the hotline, the Zoom line, if you will. And uh, Brock joins us here on Wing Nation. Hello, Brock. Welcome back to Wing Nation. Hey, what's up, guys? How was, uh, how was your shrimp? Oh, my <laughs> dude. The shrimp was unreal. I mean, that was an incredible spread of food. I mean, I've never seen anything like that at a racetrack. Yeah, you're telling me, man. I uh, I definitely wanted to get like two or three plates, but I knew I had to race the <laughs> race at night, so I needed to fit in my suit and the seat. So, needed to uh, to cut back a little bit. What was your strategy, though? Did you? I mean, because uh, you got to watch the heavy stuff, like the potatoes and the mac and cheese. But you got to get the shrimp, but some pork. What was your strategy <laughs> on the plate here? Your proportions. Oh, dude, man, uh, there's no strategy there, man. I love potatoes and mac and cheese, so is this. So I had to try a little bit of everything, but uh, they definitely went a little heavy on the mac and cheese, but I wasn't uh, wasn't complaining. I did did that, too. My God, I love mac and cheese. Oh, my God, it's great. It really is. Brock, I I know we're talking about scrubbing, but but I want to go back just Mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, You went to Australia, and you won the Western Australia Speed Week Championship for Sean Karen. how in the wide world of sports did this happen? Because I guess it happened in a rather quick period of time. How did this all come together? Uh, man, honestly, uh, it was about a week or two before Thanksgiving, and Linton Jeffrey just texted me out of the blue and said if uh, if I had an opportunity to get over there, if I'd want to go. And, you know, obviously, I've always wanted to go over and race, so um, I told him, yeah. Um, we didn't really have a plan of what was going on at, at that moment. Um, we were just trying to find somebody to to pick me up, really. So um, it actually went through three different teams. And um, Sean Karen actually said no the first time. And uh, we missed, you know, it went through two other guys. And, and they said, or they were going to do it. And then backed out at the last minute. And fortunate, Sean stepped up and uh, had some equipment there. It was just a matter of, of how fast he could get it together and if he wanted to do it. So uh, fortunate for me, um, he said, yeah. And I mean, uh, the first time I actually talked to him was Thanksgiving night. And, um, even then it wasn't a, a, 
a set in stone deal. So um, I talked to Sean, we kind of talked for a little bit and, and decided, um, you know, if we wanted to do this and, and he was going to take a day or two and, and get everything together, see what all he had and what it was going to take to, to get over there and race properly. He didn't want to just throw something together and, um, and just run half ass. So he wanted to do it right. And um, he said he was going to go, go into the shop and, and look and see what he had. He called me the next day then and, and said, we're going to do it. So um, that was probably about the start of it, which was, the next day after Thanksgiving, hell, I left December 7th. So it was a, a lot of work to do in that short amount of time. Oh, my gosh. That's incredible. And especially with COVID, it's yeah. not like you just hop on an airplane anymore and go where you want. So, so Brock, you get there. It's your first time you said in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about the experience uh, driving for, for Karen over there, having the, the success, the different. It's a little bit different racing over there. I know I, in an article you mentioned the, the dish wings, the tires are different. Just talk about the overall experience you had. Obviously, very successful. Yeah, the whole experience was uh, was really cool. Um, I mean, I've never been over there, and much less flown internationally. So that was my first international flight, and and everything like that. So it was pretty cool. Um, it was way different to uh, to show up at JFK and have about maybe three thousand people in there. Normally, there's lines at every uh, every area trying to get in there for international flights. So it was kind of weird how how dead the airports actually were, um, but. Uh, you know, just the flights in general, that that all stuff went easy. It was the, it was the 14 day quarantine that kind of drove you crazy. But, um, you know, once we got off the airplane in uh, Australia, they shipped us right on a bus and took us straight to the hotel. There was no, uh, no sightseeing or anything like that. It's, uh, it's pretty intense over there. So uh, there was military involved in everything. We, we had a police escort and everything on the bus to, uh, to the hotel and everything like that. So it was, uh, it was pretty wild, but um yeah, I made it to about day 10 before I started going insane, but uh, it's it's pretty hard to try and keep yourself busy locked in a hotel room for 14 straight days. Mm. Do they what do you do as far as food and stuff like that? Do you do you order it in and how did that how did all that stuff work while you're <laughs> Of course, we're worried about food no, again. <laughs> I'm still worried about food. No, I mean, but how how did you like yeah, how did that all work? Yeah, so um Pretty much, you were you get you got three meals a day: one at seven, one at twelve, and one at uh, oh. six p.m. But um, you didn't get a choice to choose anything. It was what get you get what you get. Well, the first day I I got breakfast was uh, a tomato and cheese croissant, which I never heard of before. But apparently, that's pretty <laughs> pretty common over there. But um, actually, wasn't too bad. The food wasn't that bad at all. But um, I spent a lot of money on Uber Eats for sure, trying different things. <laughs> No mac and cheese, it doesn't sound like. <laughs> no, there's no mac and cheese. Uh, a lot of pizza, some, some wings, and, uh, you know, a little bit of American food. But I, I ventured out tried some Australian stuff, too. Good deal. That's, That's awesome. Great. So you have the, the success over there. You win the Speed Week Championship. Talk about um, just what that does for your confidence. It was a whole new situation, new country, all these new things, but yet you came out and were so successful. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you go to a, any racetrack, you know, you, you know, you can win, but to go to a different country and, and uh, you know, never see that type of racing other than on the TV or, or something like that, you know, you don't you don't know, really know what to expect. So um, I knew once I got out of quarantine and, and seen the equipment that Sean had, I knew we were going to be able to be competitive right out of the box. It was just a matter of if we can uh, gel together right away and, and you know, get that chemistry going as fast as possible. 
there isn't a, we didn't have that many races so we needed to get going as as quick as possible but Sean did a really good job of preparing the cars and and we talked about things um you know that we could do on a race car that I do a bag at home to to kind of get myself more comfortable right off the bat so that that really worked out um in our favor pretty good and um yeah I mean it's just you you go to a different country and you see the type of racing but you don't you don't race with them people so you have to you have to adapt really quick but um you know my race car was really really good and and Sean and and Brenton and everybody involved there they prepared the car you know each and every night to the best that it could have been and and it showed so you go there you're six for six with podiums okay (laughs) you're three of six with wins and you take the championship what was the Australian crowd like what was I mean did 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 they like it did they boo you how did that how did that go (laughs) Uh, no, I think, uh, I think we made a, a good impression on the fans over there. Um, yeah. you know, I just took each and every moment, um, you know, in for myself and used it as an experience and just, uh, appreciated to be able to be over the same thing. Um, you know, without, uh, the Kendricks or Lynn Jeffrey or Sean Karen and their family, um, bringing me over there in, in such a weird time in, in this you know, in the country and in the world with the pandemic and everything going on, you know, you don't, you don't think that you're going to be able to do something like that. So it was just kind of odd to be able to even be over there. But um, at the same time, I was very fortunate that um, they believed in me and, and I was able to go over and race in front of the which is something I always wanted to do. And I, and I always keep mentioning that and stuff like that. So um, no, I mean, they, they really embraced uh, what we did. Um, You know, even, I think a lot of it came from two running the 95, which is a very special number for Western Australia with the Cricky family and, and Daryl Cricky drove for Sean. And, and when he passed, you know, that, that was really tough on, on everybody over there. So um, it was cool to be able to represent both families and, and represent the number the way that Daryl did. And um, mm. I think the fans appreciated that too. Yeah. That's, that's, that gives me chills right there. That's good stuff. That is really good. So you come back from Australia <laughs> with all this great experience, a wonderful accomplishment. You're in Florida now prepping for, for your rookie season with the World of Outlaws. Um, talk about what it feels like to be back. You've obviously ran Scriven and got a little bit under your belt. Um, talk about your thoughts going into this big year. Yeah, I'm definitely excited. Um, you know, obviously going over to Australia and, and racing and, and doing as well as we did. Um, get, get out of here. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Let me guess, Ty? Is that Ty? Yeah. Yeah, imagine yeah, that. It's got to be a goofball. That not, no, yeah. it, was definitely, it was definitely fun getting over there and racing. And, and to do as well as we did, um, you know, that's just a big confidence booster for me, especially going into uh, the biggest race season I, I feel in my career. And, and um, you know, racing with the World of Owls is something I wanted to do since, you know, since we started racing. I mean, I grew up in the Williams Grove infield and, and uh, was playing and, you know, I make a little dirt track in the infield while the outlaws were there watching Steve Kinzer, you know, and everybody like that. So it's something that I always wanted to do. Um, uh, like the sponsors behind us that support to support our, our vision and um, are behind us 110% to get us to this point too. You know, that's just very special to all of us. And, you know, it's just one big family here with the, with this little family team that we got. And, and we, we built a really good program and, and we brought two great guys along with Shane and, and Ty. And um, yeah, it's just, you know, it, I'm really excited to get going. I've always wanted to do this. Um, 
the rookie of the year battle is going to be one of the toughest in a long time. Mm-hmm. And, yes. um, you know, just the, the field alone with the outlaws is 16 cars on tour. And, and it's just, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be brutal for sure, but I'm, I'm definitely excited. I know I have a really great team behind me. And I know um, when we go to these places that I haven't seen, I know Shane and Ty are going to give me a car that that's going to be able to compete. We mentioned Ty, Ty Wolfgang, of course, he's been around for a while and Shane, Noisy Bowers, okay. How important, though, is that with this new adventure you have to have the constant of crew guys you've been working with for a while? Oh, it's huge. I mean, uh, it's hard to find good help, much less find anybody that wants to work on race cars anymore. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of teams are struggling to find guys to work on their on their cars right now. And, um, you know, fortunate I'm, I'm able to have two good guys with me, and, and they, you know, they've been together – we've been working together for the past two, two and a half years. So it's been, it's been really good to, uh, to keep the chemistry going. You know, we all know each other. We all know what our jobs are and, and we just, it kind of clicks and it just flows, which is really important. I mean, Aaron knows this for sure too. It's just, it's so important to have a good flow on the road and you can't have any hiccups. So um, you have to make it run as smooth as possible and, and, when you have people that work together day in and day out, they know everything about each other. It's just, it makes that, that area go so much. Brock, when you set out on a new adventure, like this new series full-time, do you set specific goals? Or are you just a racer who you have high expectations every night? I know it's kind of hard with, you know, the world of outlaws. They run so many nights that it's hard to set specific goals, but this year, have you, do you have any expectations? All right. There we go. You hear us? We're back. Yeah, we're back. Yep. Goals and expectations. Right. Yes. <laughs> expectations. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm pretty hard on myself. I, I know what I'm capable of doing and, and I expect to um, succeed, succeed the best of my ability, but um, I don't know. It's a new series. It's a tough series and, and to, to go on the outlaws and, and expect to win 10 races. I mean, that's, you know, that's kind of far-fetched in between, especially when you haven't seen three-quarters of the racetrack. So, you know, you sit back and actually look at at some of the stats of the of the guys that are running. Um, you know, they've, they've been racing on the Allot Tour longer than I've been alive, some of them, and, and more than not longer than I've been racing. So it's just uh, – it's just what makes the Allot the best of the best. I mean, they're, they, they have so much experience, and, and it, they're just tough. I mean, it's it's brutal out there, but – um, I, I expect to, to at least win one race. Um, I know we're capable of winning at least one, if not more, but, um, it's just going to be a consistency. I feel for us to, uh, to just get rolling. And, and once we get going and, and, and the, the, the good finishes start coming through, I think we're, you know, we're going to be able to click some wins off and, and, you know, like I said, with Shane and Ty behind me and, and everybody that's involved with our sponsors and, you know, that it's just, um, it's not a matter of when it's just, or if it's a matter of when, and you know, we just have to keep our heads down and keep working forward towards it. No doubt. And I am perfectly comfortable. You will a world of outlaw winner back in 2017, as well as the Port Royal Speedway track champion in 2017. So winning is certainly in your pedigree. That's for sure. Brock, we uh, appreciate the time. Uh, Thanks for joining us via zoom. Tell those crew guys to settle. They can, they can, Come off from uh, come off from quiet under duty the there. bed. Yeah, they can come off. Yeah, they can, yeah. and uh, we wish you the best. We'll be following along this week and uh, and wish you the best on it.
Yeah, no worries. Uh, the the reason we kind of cut out there, Ty was in here taking up all the Wi-Fi, so I had to See, we had to shut her down a little bit. Man, I tell you what, taking all the Wi-Fi, he he's got a mouth on him that just goes all the time. Ty does. <laughs> I'm okay. Yeah, he doesn't know when to shut up. So uh, and then he takes all the Wi-Fi too. I was waiting for him to pop over your shoulder in the background there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear what you guys are saying, Steve. Well, that's all right, man. That's all right. I, I, I want that. I don't want to talk behind your back. I'd rather talk to your face and tell you you're a nut. So it's all good. I mean, the feeling's mutual. We're on the same page. Yeah, there we go. There we go, guys. We wish you the best. Have fun at Volusia on throughout. But thanks for the time. Uh, thanks, guys, for having me on. It's always a pleasure. There we go, Brock Zierfoss. Boy, I'm telling you, man. I hung. I, like I said, we were in the chow line. God, what a bunch of cut-ups. They're, yeah. just, they're just good human beings. I mean, and oh, God, I'm, I'm so excited for it. Great them. to start a year with a group like that. Well, you you've know, got like, to. Like we talked about the camaraderie. Could you imagine doing that with people you don't like? <sighs> no, thank goodness I like my crew when I did it because you're, you're – No, seriously, yeah. but you think about that. Yeah, you think about that. Yeah. That's a really, really tough deal. Oh, my gosh. Hey, we appreciate Brock Searfoss. <laughs> that was really cool of him chatting with us. Sage Fruit has been a longtime supporter of sprint car racing, sprint car fans, and us here at Wing Nation. What they pride themselves on most is providing shoppers with the highest quality, best tasting apples, pears, and cherries available. Go to sagefruit.com and make sure you ask your local grocer for Sage Fruit. Circle B Diecast is the new diecast outlet from Plan B Sales. What started as Lionel and Chase Authentics Apparel Distributor has grown into the largest distributor of diecast and now includes Auto World Greenlight Collectibles, Brand Art, Sam Bass Artwork, and University of Racing Lines. They have a huge inventory. The folks at Circle B Diecast love racing and support drivers like Kyle Larson, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Christopher Bell, and many others with sponsorships and partnerships. And on orders over $20, use promo code MRN for free shipping. Check them out, CircleBDiecast.com. Saturday night, the All-Stars were racing at uh, Screven, mm-hmm. and uh, You were in the food line. I was in, but I got out of the food <laughs> line. I got out of the food line to watch this thing unfold, and midway through, all of a sudden, yeah. Reitzel just found another gear yeah. and was gone, and he joins us now on the, on the hotline. Hello, Aaron. Welcome back to Wing Nation. Hey, guys. Good to be back. Great to chat with you. Okay, so I'm, I'm watching something back in the pack. We have a restart. And I'm watching something back in the pack, and I look up, and you're driving by Sheldon. Okay, and it's like, mm. so what? Talk, uh, tell us a little bit about how that race unfolded, and and getting the upper hand in the mid portion, like you were able to do. Um, I mean, no, early we kind of early you could kind of just run around everywhere. Um, the track, the whole track was just kind of dirty, and it was about just keeping your momentum up. And yeah. uh, we were, I think, we were probably a second place car at that time. Sheldon was pretty good whenever you could just run around. And then the bottom kind of cleaned off, and my, I felt like my car got way better just kind of sitting on the bottom. And um, <clears throat> I saw myself catching him before that yellow came out, and I was trying to figure out how I was going to pull the trigger and get by him without him seeing me creeping down there and blocking me. I really wanted to – I was hoping to do it in traffic, but uh, I think he kind of slipped off two a little bit and I was able to get a good run and get by him and then and then traffic was about to get really crazy there I felt like cause I had I felt like all the guys were kind of sitting in my line and then he kind of I felt like was going to have a clean racetrack so I think it was going to be pretty wild there if uh, he didn't spin out well what an awesome way to start off your year with with Roth Motorsports I know you ran Arizona but 
How much of a relief and how satisfying is it to get a win with them so early on? It really is, um, you know, especially for me and Dylan to come in and them to allow us to do our program, bring our program with us and, you know, change a lot of things that they've had for years. Um, you know, you kind of want to prove to them that it was worth doing. And, uh, yeah, it, it was a relief to get a win out of the way. But, um, you know, Arizona, we, we weren't all really that good. Uh, we started out the night great. It was a mains were kind of a little different and we were just missing it a little bit. So, um, kind of get, get you a little nervous, but you know, we just, we made a few fine changes and this last week and I felt right at home, just like it was the end of last year where we were really good at the end of the year. So, uh, really, uh, really, really excited to, uh, get this year started. And, um, I feel like we're going to have a good year. You mentioned Dylan. Dylan Buswell is uh, is a crew member that's been with you for a little bit of time. Um, when you have a situation like this, you are going to the iconic number 83 Roth machine. Okay? They're talking to you, and you've raced with them a little bit. But how does that work where you're like, not only do I want to drive your race car, but I really like to bring some of my stuff and my guy. How did that conversation, you know, maybe not all the details, but how does something like that work out? You know, luckily I was fortunate enough where um, when we were when we were throwing back and forth on me coming over there, that was one of the deals that they said that they were willing to do. And um, that, that was kind of like my selling point where, man, I've got it. I'm not going to have a better opportunity to go for, like you said, an iconic team like that that's been doing it for years, allow me and Dylan to come in and do what we know and um, and go outlaw racing. There, there's not too many opportunities like that that are ever going to uh, come around. So it was uh, something that we definitely jumped on when the opportunity presented itself. And uh, I couldn't be, couldn't be more grateful for Dennis and Teresa and Todd Ventro for allowing us to come do this and couldn't be more excited. Aaron, when you say you, you and Dylan brought your package and you don't have to be specific or your, your program, is that like chassis, motor, shocks, everything? Or is it just some specifics that you really wanted to take along? Um, it was, it was chassis, wings, shocks, um, you know, uh, wheel offsets, uh, wow. a bunch of different things, but, uh, the only thing we really didn't change was motors. Um, I felt like they have a really good engine package and, uh, you know, after the first few nights, I was really comfortable with how the motors run and, uh, you know, they're, they are drivable. So, um, I felt like that wasn't going to be an issue at all. Okay, this is okay. You're a you're a renowned championship winning sprint car driver. Aaron's a world of outlaw winner. You talk about engines and handling, and are there significant? And I've never done any of it. Okay, the reason I'm asking is I'm like the idiot in the room here with you two. Um, is there a difference? Like, how big of a difference is there between different engines in general? It, there's massive, massive wow. difference. Mm. Um, you know, some you can you can get a motor that'll qualify great. But as soon as you have to start getting out of the gas, you know, it could be it could be like a two stroke dirt bike. It just has a power band and then, you know, blows yeah. the tires off or, you know, you could you could lift and it just doesn't throttle well where it kind of you, you might lift a quarter, but it acts like you lifted three quarters. So it, it it's crazy. The importance of really these motors are it, what's crazy is these motors are all about qualifying, but then. What can you do after qualifying to kill power and make them drivable? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, Aaron, is are they still based in, in California? Are they still Fresno? 
so we went so they have a shop and a team house in brownsburg oh. and uh we we could have uh built cars out there but me me and dylan decided to go to uh fresno because they have a uh oh out there you know they got lathe mill welder shears brakes um all the all the key things that we like to use when we're building our cars so uh, i felt like we built some really nice cars this year um you know that todd and everyone out there seemed pretty proud of what we built so uh we're uh we're pretty proud of what we've put together and uh we're excited to uh do our first year in the outlaw tour both of us it's both of our first years together so it should be uh pretty fun two-part question and it's all about this roth experience okay you walk in and you see all of this machinery which has got to have you and Dylan just totally geeked out because, you know, I mean, it's not just a snap-on toolbox that they rolled in the corner. They've got all the machinery. And then probably somewhere out there, there's some trophies and banners and plaques and things like that. That has got to be a neat moment for a young race car driver that is that has always wanted to do this, to have the history and the and the uh, the equipment needed to, to do what you're getting ready to do. Yeah, and Lozowski's uh, Knoxville National winning cars there. Oh, jeez. So. <laughs> There's uh wow. there's definitely a lot of history there. Um there's a lot of uh a, a, they've had a lot of great moments in there. They're 26 or 25 however many years they've been doing it and uh yeah, hopefully hopefully we can add some more to it. Wow, they sure have had a ton of success. We just talked to one of your rookie of the year competitors, Brock Zierfoss, and I asked him this same question. Do you have any expectations or goals set for for your rookie year? My my goal personal goal is I would just like to I'd like to win three races at least and be in the hunt for the top five in points at the end of the year I feel like if we can win three races and we run fifth in points I felt like the year would be a really really successful year to follow up on that there are six or seven world of outlaw teams based on last year we don't know who's going to even step up maybe more there are six or seven teams that are just a bear, and, and, and fifth would be a major accomplishment to to seed into the middle of that mix. Yeah, I, that's what I feel like. Uh, I mean, you look at you look at fifth the last three years and just look at the stats that they put up to get there, and it's, it, it's going to be tough. It, it is going to be a really tough year, um, but I feel like, I feel like if you, like I said, if I could walk out of there with three wins and top five, I'd be really, really satisfied with my year. I'm, I like that. I like that. Yeah. I, I think. Uh, okay, I'm going. I'm going. I, you get more wins, um, and you and you. The fifth is probably about where you slide in. That's my thoughts. I, that's my thoughts. Because that, that you're right. I mean, it's just it is so tough. And uh, uh, but you're a gasser. You're going to win some races. I mean, you're going to you're going to you're going to win some. You're going to win more than that. Come on. Um, final question for you here. You talked about going to California and working out there. Um, the off season was weird, and it was so strange because we talked to the one guy, Brock Zierfoss, who went to Australia. Mm. But what was the off season like as a race car driver? I mean, did you did you hung out? You hang out with the kids at Shelby's? Uh, what was the off season like? Um, it was a little different for me. Sure, not not being at the shop the whole time. I think I spent probably three weeks out in California helping. Uh, I did I did spend quite a bit of time at home. We we uh, we bought our first house, so there was a lot to do there. That was a that was a process. I don't I don't plan on moving for quite a while. I can tell you that. Um, so it was it was a different off season for sure. It the thing we you know we were spoke 
at the end of uh well the beginning of 20 you know we we had all these plans of me and dylan going back to australia and racing 20 something races and you know we didn't get to do that this year so it wasn't what uh what i expected it to be but all in all i felt like it was uh it was a successful off season we you know we got a lot done at ross and then uh, i got a lot done family wise is there a karting track or a garage there for carson's uh racing endeavors at the new house yeah, we have a uh, we have a three car garage. It's already full, so I, I'm gonna have to get, I'm gonna have to get a shop here soon. Oh my gosh! Well, I'll tell you what, we're excited to see how this all plays out for you, Aaron. We appreciate the time. We wish you the best this week, starting at Volusia and then on throughout the season. But thanks for the time, as always, and always good to chat with you. Yep, thank you guys for having me on. Man, Aaron Reitzel, AA Ron. Yeah, he's gonna get more than three wins. Come on, he might he might have that by March. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, he is a gas. He is always now, fun to now watch. Now the now the point thing, I think that that's probably a fair fair yeah. assessment. He's gonna get more wins than that. My gosh, come on, he's just he's 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 not he, he's got it. He, he will. Yeah, All right, trust me on that. Trust me on that. Take that to the bank. Hey, um, really cool stuff. Love getting the chance to talk to Aaron Reitzel. Aggressive Hydraulics provides solutions for virtually every industry that uses hydraulic cylinders. For instance, agriculture, construction, defense, emergency services, energy, food processing, forestry, marine, mining, railway, and even truck equipment. They design and manufacture mobile-style single-stage cylinders as well as multi-stage telescopic cylinders. It's a no-one-size-fits-all approach with Aggressive Hydraulics. Check out their story at AggressiveHydraulics.com. For a year-round high-quality eating experience, look no further than sage fruit, apples, pears, and cherries. Not only is their produce healthy, but they are grown with such care and precision that you can count on each piece of fruit having exceptional flavor. Sage fruit, it's our first choice for quick and easy snacking. Talking to Zierfoss and and uh, and, and Reitzel, uh, we just need to get good. The good news is we got uh, Flow Racing tonight. I know. Um, I don't know if, I don't think Brock is racing tonight. I know Aaron's not running until Volusia. But uh, we've got, got to East watch Bay. them, yeah. Got East Bay, baby. Right now, All-Star Circuit of Champions. Hey, our National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum birthday calendar, Ray Lee Goodwin, uh, would have a birthday yesterday. The dude. The dude. Tomorrow, I sat with, listen to this. Okay, now listen to this. I put it on my Twitter machine. After the feed, when you're normally in nap time, you know, I look over and Danny Lasoski and Ken Schrader are sitting oh, together. there's a duo. I'm like, I'm not going to bump myself in. I'm not going to bump myself in. I walk by and Schrader said, hey, Steve, how are you? Well, then I'm in. I'm in. I sat down. Oh, Story my. time. We need to, if we do like a Hall of Fame story time again. Schrader and Danny Wasowski, because I'm telling you, laugh, oh my God, die. Oh, yeah. Because one of them will tell a story, and the other one, one of them's lying. You don't know which one's lying. You don't know which one's telling the story. And every story starts with true story here. And then, yeah, it's a true story. The other one's just mocking them. That was great stuff. Daniel Lasowski, so happy birthday, dude. Great hanging out, by the way. Um, Ted Johnson later this week would have had a birthday. Mike Arthur, Speedy Helm, Larry Sullivan. Listen to this. Today. 1993 inductee Ira Hall, born in 1892 on this day in Martinsville, Illinois. He did not start racing until he was 30 years old. They called him Pops. Okay, <laughs> When he started, he went wide open. 687 starts. There's rumors of up to 100 wins in one season. Wow. Now, that's he barnstormed. 
okay? And, and when a lot of the gauge of a racer back then was earned money. I don't know if it's podium or top five. Yeah. 687 starts, he earned money in 585 of them. So That's he did good. Okay? Pretty good stuff. Then he retired from driving. This is before World War II. He retired. He was a sheriff in uh, the county there where he lives in, lived in Terre Haute. He was in that county sheriff for six years. Listen to this, though. 59 broken oh bones, gosh. but lived to be 95 years old before passing in 1997. That's like evil Knievel stats. Yeah, it's like, which ones did you not break? <laughs> or which bone did you break the yeah. most times? Oh, my gosh. And lived to be 95 years old. And that is an inductee cool. into the Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum, turn number two at Knoxville. And they have... Their Z51 Corvette sweepstakes going on. Okay, this is an Elkhart Lake Blue Metallic LT3 <laughs> Corvette. Huh. The drawing is August 14th, right before the Knoxville Nationals. But, Aaron, they have a sweetheart deal. They sure do. Between now and Valentine's Day, February 14th, is when you can get the, the sweetheart deal. Yep, yes. sweetheart deal. So you use promo code HEART25 and you get 25% off. Or more tickets. Or yes. more tickets. Wow. Yep. Awesome. Eligible for drawings, $1,000 in gift certificates to Elk- Elkers Corvette. Yeah. Wow. Win a Z51 Corvette.com. You can go to Sprint Car Hall of Fame and find it there. Very All cool. Right, it's good stuff. Awesome stuff. Man, oh, man, I am so geeked up. Let's get flow racing fired up. Pop some popcorn. Get the beer cold. We're racing tonight. We're racing tomorrow night. We're racing the next night. We're racing Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. Woo-hoo! Man, I'm <laughs> telling you what, I am pumped up. Oh, my gosh, this is going to be great. Wing Nation Apparel is available at www.wingnation.com. That's wingnation.com. You can follow us on all of our social media channels. On Twitter, there is a poll question right now on our Twitter. Twitter, which driver will win the Rookie of the Year? Oh, I think I already yes, voted. exactly. Twitter, Facebook, our page there, YouTube page. It is fun. Coming up on our podcast on Thursday, Rico Abreu and Jason Sides oh. together. Oh, my gosh. And Casey Kane joins us on our Wing Nation TV program presented by Sage Fruit. Thanks to A.A. Ron and to Brock Zierfoss for joining us here on Wing Nation. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. 